Folks, what is going on? We are back and better than ever. First off, want to welcome everybody in to obviously Ride in the Pine and the first ever episode of NBA Wednesdays. Like I said earlier on, I don't know if anybody caught the video or not, but I'm going to be doing NBA Wednesdays every Wednesday. I'll usually have my roommate, Thomas Carpenter, for everyone that knows us. You guys will get to see Tom a little bit. Usually he'd be sitting right here with me, but he's right now in the air flying back to Pittsburgh. So Tom, if you do go back and watch this, we miss you right now, but We'll see you next week. Anyways, like I also mentioned, there's going to be the visual part of NBA Wednesdays going up on Instagram once the live goes over, and then I'll also have the audio version, which I have recording right now on my laptop, to have everybody go back on, obviously, Thursday morning, go back and listen and whatever else. Anyways, want to dive into it. First things first, we'll do a couple score updates as of right now. Again, this is as of 734 on Wednesday, January 12th, right now, we've got the Celtics and the Pacers. They've tipped off 59 seconds to go in the first quarter in that one, 33 to 25. Then you also have the Hornets and the Sixers, which I'm glad that the Sixers are playing right now because I do want to touch on the Sixers a little bit. They are right now a 31-25 match. Hornets up. Well, actually make that 31-26 with 118 to play in the first quarter. And then the Magic and the Wizards just wrapped up the first quarter and the Wizards up 33 to 16, which, by the way, I don't know if anybody saw, but seemed to have been a little bit of a, a battle, a little skirmish, if you will, in the Wizards locker room the other day. Didn't really get too much into it, so I'm not going to dive into it, but something to watch down the road. Anyways, I want to start this off. First things first, my first topic that I want to discuss on NBA Wednesdays. As of right now, if people have been paying attention to the standings, you know, in the East Conference, it's kind of the usual suspects, right? I mean, you got the Bucs, they're sitting at four. The Bulls, though, again, they've been playing incredible basketball. They're sitting at 27 and 11, and they are the first overall team. You've got the Nets at second. Then you've got the Heat sitting in the third spot, 25 and 15, Sixers. And the other surprising team is the Cavaliers at six right now. They're 23 and 18. But I want to get down to the Western Conference, folks, because there's something that's just very unusual there. Okay, and I don't know if anyone's got the standings pulled up or not, but if you scroll down three or four spots, you find yourself kind of confused with the Memphis Grizzlies sitting at 29 and 14 and in fourth place right now in the Western Conference. They are the hottest team in basketball right now. They are winners of 10 in a row, their longest franchise winning streak ever. Okay, and again, this is an organization that over the years, I know that they had a little bit of some success in the mid 2010s. But let's face it, right? I mean, the Grizzlies are the Grizzlies. Whenever I see the Bucks playing the Grizzlies, I kind of look at it and say, that's an easy win, right? Well, now I think we've got a little bit of a different situation on our hands. John Morant, if anybody has been or has not been following, in my opinion, it should be the MVP. I know that sounds absolutely crazy because people have been saying DeMar DeRozan and everybody else in between Giannis or, you know, people have been throwing out, obviously, Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic and everyone else in between. John Moran has this team playing, again, arguably the best basketball that this organization has ever seen. And I don't know if anyone saw the clip that he had the other night, or the, the, the block he had the other night in that clip. I'm not kidding you, folks. Go back on YouTube and look up John Moran's recent block. He wasn't jumping, okay? He was floating. He was full extended, pretty much full arm extended over top of the rim, goes up and grabs it. Mind you, he's probably about 6'1", 6'2". You know, and if if he's actually 6'1", or 6'2", I mean, again, let's face it, right? If you're a basketball player, 
you've lied about your height at one point or another. I've lied about my height before. I'm 5'9 on a good day, and I've told people in basketball that I'm 5'11. Right? So the point is, the guy is a freak of nature. Okay, he averaged 17 points per game his rookie year. He's up towards 24-25 this year. And I don't know at what point people and just really everybody in general needs to start paying attention to this Grizzlies team. They're right now first in the NBA in rebounds per game. They're averaging almost 50 rebounds a game, 48.3. And then they're third in points per game at 112. All right. So if you look at that right now, okay, for people that may or may not know, when you are winning the rebounding battle, you're A, able to take possessions away from the other team, and B, you get yourself extra possessions. So if you're winning a rebounding battle, and if you go back in the box scores nine times out of ten, you'll see that the team that out-rebounded the other usually wins. Again, it's not all the time, but it's usually what happens. I think that this Grizzlies team, if they can lock in guys like John ja Morant, guys like Dylan Brooks, guys like Jaron Jackson Jr., who might I add, has been playing sensational basketball this year. Okay, he has been playing really, really good basketball. If they can get guys like that for an extended period of time, they can truly build something very, very special. They can truly build something special. I think that this team has every bit of a making of a potential, and maybe not necessarily this year, right? Okay, let's face it. I don't think that they've got that ability to go deep into the playoffs. Could they make the playoffs? Absolutely. There's no question about that. They can make the playoffs. I mean, if the season ended right now, they would be in the playoffs. So the big thing is, it's not necessarily a now thing. It's in three or four years from now, this Grizzlies team, they could be like how the Suns are right now. They could be like how the Bulls are right now. A team that goes through trying times, if you will, and they come out on the other end better because of it. I've got John Morant's numbers pulled up here, folks. 24.9 points per game, 5.7 rebounds per game, and 6.7 assists per game. Now, mind you, again, if you're averaging about 6, 7, we'll call it 7 assists per game. I don't know what it is, but when you factor in the decimals on everything, I know you've got to put that in, but let's just round it up, okay? You can't have .7 of an assist. If I'm walking down the street and somebody says, how many assists is John Morant averaging? About 7. So we'll call it seven. Seven assists a game while averaging about 25 points per game. That's pretty hard to do, okay, because you're thinking, all right, if a guy's got 25, 26 points per game, he's probably not going to be giving the ball up a whole lot. But if you're almost up towards seven or eight assists a game, totally different story, right? And I think that John Moran, again, he's going to be the... I. Call me crazy, folks, but I think he will become the face of this league eventually. I think that he's got that type of ability. He's got that playmaking ability about him where if he really wants to get a, get going in a game and he wants to take over, they've got their guy. John Morant can go and get a bucket. If they need a bucket immediately, he's their guy to go do that. And you look at the supporting cast for this Grizzlies team, and again, Dylan Brooks, who I think eventually is going to be regarded as one of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA. I mean, he is locked down, and he's averaging 18 a game, 3.3 rebounds a game, and 2.7 assists a game. So you tell me, folks, is this Grizzlies team legit, or is it kind of a flash in a pan? They're good for right now, but then in the next two or three years, they're going to fall apart. Because I think a lot of people will automatically say, well, you know, this team has a lot of success. John Moran has a lot of individual success. He's going to realize his worth and that he needs to be making more money, yada, yada, yada. And he'll eventually want to leave down the road in free agency. I beg to differ. Okay. And I will explain why. You look at John Moran, a guy that came out of 
a mid-major school, very similar to how Damian Lillard is, right? Guys that are elite mid-major products that come out and they are top-tier players, they have a sense of loyalty. They have a feeling of, you know what? The program that I'm coming from took a chance on me when no one else did, and I stuck through with them. I'm going to do the same thing in the NBA wherever I land. So, and I'm not saying that John Morant is a player like Damian Lillard. I'm saying that it's the same somewhat mentality that they, I feel like they both have because everybody's been saying, oh, Damian Lillard is going to leave. He's going to get traded, yada, yada, yada. As much as I think that could very well happen, A, a team would have to cough up an awful lot for him. And B, he just doesn't seem that itching to leave. And it's the same thing, I think, with John Morant. And now, again, you got to give John Morant a little bit more time, right? I mean, he's in his third year in the NBA. He's very young still. But I think that, again, this is a team that can truly make a deep playoff run. And maybe not necessarily this year, but down the road in two years from now, three years from now, when you've got other guys like, we'll scroll down their, their roster here a little bit. I mean, like I said, Jaron Jackson Jr., six foot eleven. Guy can shoot threes. He can do an assortment of things, averaging 16 a game. So you've got Brooks averaging 18. You've got John Morant averaging 25, and you've got Jaron Jackson averaging 18. That's what you call a very balanced attack for the most part. I know that you know when you've got a superstar like John Morant, he's going to clearly stand out from the crowd. But when you've got other guys that are kind of the supporting cast, like a Jaron Jackson Jr., like a Dylan Brooks, and they're able to provide greatly for this team, again, folks, Please do not sleep on the Memphis Grizzlies. Please do not look at them and say, oh, it's the Grizzlies. We might as well call them the teddy bears because it's going to be an easy win. No, 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 no. Okay. And yeah, I know I'm just some random dude sitting in a corner surrounded by baseball stuff, mind you, on NBA Wednesday talking about the Memphis Grizzlies. So take it for what it's worth. But I'm telling you, please do not look the other way when it comes to this team. Because this Grizzlies team is legit. Let's get back into some scoring, scoring updates, folks. We'll, we'll, we'll run through those and whatnot. Um, as our camera person has actually just re-entered in the room, I want to give a big shout-out to Kara Person Kara. Camera Person Kara. Camera Person Kara. Camera Person Kara. So, Camera Person Kara, thank you very much, as always. And again, folks, appreciate you all joining in today. And like I mentioned, I'll remind everybody, Tommy C., Thomas Carpenter, should be sitting here. We've got the seat warmed for the guy. Okay, but he's, like I said, about 35,000 feet in the air. Anyways, getting into some scoring updates. Second quarter of the Celtics and the Pacers. Celtics are up 37-31. Hornets and Sixers. Hornets are up 36-35 with 9-18 to play in the second. You also have the Magic and the Wizards. The Wizards continuing to run away with this one. 41-26 with about 7.57 to play in the second. And then you've got the Hawks and the Heat that just tipped off. Hawks out to a quick 6-0 lead with 8.46 to play. So, and now we've got some other games coming up. I mean, you know, once I wrap up, I'm probably going to go downstairs and watch a little bit of this Mavericks-Knicks game. We've also got Rockets and Spurs in a little bit. We've got the Cavaliers and the Jazz. We've got Brooklyn-Chicago tonight, which is going to be a really, really good game. And um, yeah, it looks like we also have some the Lakers and the Kings. So we've got some good games on the horizon. I want to get into now, and, and, I'll, and I'll leave it at this, and, and, I, and I apologize to anybody in advance who is absolutely sick and tired of hearing about this player in the news, because I am also, okay? What in the world is going to happen with Ben Simmons? Okay, that's like the $64 million question, right? Is he going to get traded? Are they going to just keep him around until his contract's up? You know, it, 
this whole situation is just so weird, right? And I think there's, it's multifaceted and I've talked about it on the show and I've discussed it with people off air, whatever. It's a multifaceted issue, right? You've got Ben Simmons, who's upset at how he's been obviously, you know, treated with how Doc Rivers came out and said something about him and then how the organization obviously also saying whatever they're saying as camera person Kara's going through the comments. Um, if anybody's been uh, trying to communicate with me, I'm very sorry. I do not have the phone in my hand if you couldn't tell. Um, but it's just a very multifaceted situation, right? At some point, I think something's going to give. And I don't know if it's the Sixers, if it's going to be Ben Simmons. I mean, I've seen a lot of things where there could be some contract buyouts, this, that, and the third. I mean, every single situation or possibility that could possibly be in the realm of possibilities is right now in the realm of possibility. For me personally, I look at it this way, okay? You've got a player like Ben Simmons, who, yes, he's an all-star. He's a very good defender. But if you're six foot nine. And you're not able to have the ability to take over. He can't take over a game. There's no way. There's absolutely zero shot. I'm not a betting man. But if I was a betting man, I would never bet that Ben Simmons would be able to bring his team from a deficit back into a game. I mean, you look at the Sixers right now. Yeah, they're not great. They're having another good year. They're having a very good year. They're not a one or two seed in the East right now. But... They're playing pretty well without him. So it clearly shows that they don't need him, right? I think it's going to be the Sixers realizing that they're just not going to get what they feel that they should get in return for him. And I think that's been a big holdup is that the Sixers feel like they should be getting an assortment of things in exchange for Ben Simmons. But again, when you've got an NBA point guard, six foot nine modern day NBA point guard, because let's face it, right? Basketball is so positionless. I say that all the time. Basketball is so positionless. You've got six foot nine point guards and seven foot wings. You don't have a position anymore. So Ben Simmons, you know, he's probably a guard. He's kind of one of those swing players, right? If you're shooting 30% from the free throw line in a playoff series or just in the playoffs in general, and again, I'm sorry, but I haven't played basketball in a long time. I have friends that always try to get me to play. And we try to get together every now and again. We're just, you know, busy. And we're also old uh, for anybody that is watching that knows that I'm talking about them. We're getting old, folks. But I bet my bottom dollar that, and again, I'm not a betting man, but I bet my bottom dollar that a lot of my friends, myself, former teammates of mine, so on and so forth, would be able to shoot better than 30% from the free throw line in an NBA series if we've always obviously been shooting free throws and, and working on our game. There's no leverage, I feel like, on the Sixers' end. Not to mention, his contract is more money than I could f- even imagine. All right? That's the other thing. Does a team want to take on that type of pay that, that type of pay and pay that guy that much money to shoot 30% from the free throw line? No. Nobody in their right mind would want that. Not to mention... Ben Simmons has been, I think, in trade conversations or at least linked to just about every single NBA team outside of like the Suns, the Bucks, the Bulls, and I can't even think of another team. I mean, he's been linked to every single possible team that you could possibly think of, like the Wizards. That was the one team that he hasn't really been linked to. So I'll wrap it up on that point. A little food for thought. What do you all think should happen with Ben Simmons? Should Ben Simmons 
be traded? Is he going to stick around? If he should be traded, what do you think they should get in return? Ultimately, what do you think is going to happen in the Ben Simmons saga? One last little scoring update, folks, then we'll get you all out of here. Second quarter, 739 to go. Celtics up 45 to 31 over the Pacers. Good for the Celtics. They've been struggling lately, but that's a good uh, a good battle for them right now. Hornets and Sixers in a close one. Hornets up 41 to 40 with 702, now 655 to play in the second quarter. Magic and the Wizards. Wizards are still up 45 to 31 with five minutes to go in the second. Atlanta jumping all over the heat right now. 13 to 2, 719 to play in the first. And like I mentioned, the Knicks and the Mavericks have tipped off 905 to play in the first quick five, nothing lead for the Knicks. And that's my cue, folks. I got to get out of here. But as always, appreciate every single one of you tuning in today. Like I said, I'm going to post this in literally a couple minutes on the Instagram and then the audio will be up tomorrow at some point. Might put it out tonight. Who knows? So a little bit of a double dose, a little double dip, if you will, of both the visual and the audio content. NBA Wednesdays are going to be rolling on strong. And like I said, you're not going to have to hear from myself the entire time. You're going to have the man himself, Thomas Carpenter, joining me here in a little bit. So, folks, as always, thanks for joining me today on Riding the Pine and NBA Wednesday.